Good morning. Um, welcome to the Vista podcast. Uh, we are going to be continuing our uh, series on the longitudinal focus topic areas or LFTs. As this audience knows, uh, Vista's four longitudinal focus topics represent areas that have been historically underrepresented in undergraduate medical education. You'll recall we have spent some time with Mitch Gitkind on health system science and with Dr. Yasmin Carter, um, who's the leader of the HETI LFT in our prior podcasts. We turn now to one of the more newly defined longitudinal focus topics, which has gone through a few naming iterations, but will now be called Societal Forces, led by Dr. Susan Hogan, Assistant Professor of Family Medicine and Community Health and the Associate Program Director for our Preventative Medicine Program. Thanks so much for joining us, Susan. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk to you about our new uh, longitudinal focus topic. Great. I was hoping to start off with with some basic questions. I'm wondering um, how you're who who is on your team. Who are the members of the Societal Forces LFT Build Team? Yeah, so we have um, a number of members on our team, including both students and faculty who have experience um, in different areas. We first have Suzanne Cashman, who's the course co-director for Population and Community Health and also um, the course co-director for the Terminus of Health, and she's from the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health. We also have Michelle Pugner, who's a prominent educational leader with multiple leadership roles um, for the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health. Arvin Garg, who's the Vice Chair of Health Equity for the Department of Pediatrics, and Philip Day, who is the Associate Director of Education for the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and then Aaron Cathcart, who is also from the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health. And then we have four energetic students um, who have already shared so much. Uh, They're Emily Gentile, Charlotte Wamsley, Denise Catapelli, and Sassy Schick. Sounds like you've put together a great team. Um, we're calling the key themes within the LFT's core domains, and I'm hoping that you can briefly list yours or where your team stands in, in their creation. Yes, yeah, so we have, similar to the other LFTs, we have nine core domains, and those include food equity, social justice, so, social and community context, education, access, and quality, environmental factors and climate change, neighborhood and built environment, global health dynamics, poverty and health services access. And then um, in addition to um, providing definitions of what these um, domains, domains are, we're hoping that we can help to really provide some specific examples for folks of what we're thinking um, might be relevant Um, learning objectives within their content, and also examples of where they might include it. Thank you. Having sat in on a few of your team's uh, discussions around the domains, I know you guys have been incredibly thoughtful and cognizant of how those domains might overlap with other longitudinal focus topics domain lists. So thank you for that work there. I do think the build teams will find um, the learning objectives incredibly helpful as they try to work to incorporate these domains in their educational activities. Um, currently, how can the build teams get a copy of the core domains for your LFT? Where, where does that live right now? Yeah, so it can currently be found um, in the longitudinal focus group um, section of the Vista SharePoint site. And then also if any um, individuals or um, build team members would like to see our um, 
consolidated document that has the domains and the definitions. I'm happy to provide that. And also we have an expanded one where we dive a little bit deeper into some of the content that might be helpful for folks as they are working to develop their curriculum. Fantastic, thank you. How, how has the communication with the build teams gone so far? Have you been able to establish bi-directional communication? What are, what are your plans around that? Yeah, so we've had a couple of teams already reach out to us, which we're really thankful for and excited to work with them on their cases and some of the content. Um, but in general, we're hoping to set up a meeting with each of the build teams and share with them what our goals are as a longitudinal focus topic and to hear what their their thoughts are and questions. Um, we recognize that teams are at different places in terms of where this material might already be included. And so we are happy to meet people where they are. And if, if folks have specific questions about how they can include a specific domain, we're happy to, to do that. Or if they really just have more more global questions about um, what we are hoping to achieve with this these domains, we're happy to start there too. Um, in addition, we have already started to meet with some of the build teams around um, thinking about the cases that they're using for their problem-based learning. The neurosystem and behavior team uh, is currently working with us in reviewing their case to see if there's places where we can naturally include some of these domains. Um, our goal is really not to add additional work to anyone, but just to think about where we could highlight some of the things that are already in the curriculum, as we know that many people are already successfully incorporating a lot of these, these concepts. That's a great idea for uh, incorporation and review by your team of problem-based learning cases or even less formal case-based learning. Um, so I appreciate you highlighting that particular interactivity between your team and NSB. You also mentioned when you were talking about building the core domain list that you've worked to create some educational objectives. And I'm wondering if we can talk now about potentially um, some examples of educational activities that could incorporate the core domains you've talked about. Maybe we can start by uh, speaking about potential discovery phase assignments uh, that might integrate your, your topic or some domain from your LFT. What might that look like? Yeah. Um, so in general, we're really encouraging people to consider how they can use cases to highlight the core domains of societal forces. As you said, these might be formal cases such as the PBL or just cases that come up um, in terms of prep material or uh, cases that are presented during a lecture on a particular topic. Um, we, for example, think that even just adding a little bit more background information about the context of the patient, a place, for example, where the patient lives or works or um, where they have come from um, might really provide an opportunity to explore some of the um, social and structural forces things from housing to clean drinking water that really have an impact on a patient's health and wellness. The other piece that I, I should have mentioned earlier that we as a team were very um, mindful of is that we want our, dom our domains in our LFT to not only be about disease, but to be about health. So how can we really think about keeping our communities healthy and what things can we do um, to help the students understand the impact that they have um, in terms of, of wellness of their patients. So to answer your question a little bit more directly about the um, incorporation of certain domains into the curriculum, one example that I'd like to share is um, an example from our global health dynamics domain. So one concept from our global health dynamics domain is on human migration. So 
as people are probably aware, there's been a threefold rise since 1970 in the migrant population. And now one in 30 persons worldwide um, is a migrant. And so we think this is an important concept for students to understand and um, for learners to, to explore more deeply throughout their um, academic experience. Some learning objectives that we've considered that people could incorporate would be recognizing the interconnectedness of global populations to health and wellness domestically and globally, to understand that migrants disproportionately represent uh, disadvantaged groups suffering from racism and discrimination, and then to acquire evidence-driven knowledge of health and disease risks in migrant populations, um, particularly relevant to things like trauma, violence, war conflict, malnutrition, poverty, natural disasters. And so you might be asking yourself, how do I incorporate all of these ideas into to a learning activity when you're already trying to do so much within your, um, your blocks? And so in the discovery phase, for example, we think that a case study could be a nice way to highlight some of these concepts. For example, a case of a patient with the nuances of acute fever who is newly a newly arrived immigrant from a rural community or a patient who has recently spent time in a refugee camp. This case could provide opportunity to discuss infection and disease relevant to the block, but also encourage students to consider these global health um, topics. Um, students, for example, could be encouraged to consider what questions that might be relevant to the patient's history, to understand their current illness, and to develop an appropriate treatment plan. Um, transitioning then to the exploration phase, we also think that there's opportunity uh, in the didactic portion of the clerkships, but also in the patients that the students are seeing in their rotations to, to encourage students to think critically about what questions they're asking, why they're asking them, and are there questions that they're missing? Um, so for example, a, a case could be created for didactics and the medicine or family medicine clerkship, of a newly arrived immigrant who will soon be soon be establishing care in an outpatient clinic, um, and then as, you know the student could be given a scenario to create a list of questions they might ask, consider how they might prepare for the patient's uh, upcoming visit, and to dive a little bit deeper into the resources that exist in the community and how they could connect this patient with the resources. We also um, think it's important for the elements of our domain, uh, the domains of our LFT to expand outside of the, the walls of the medical center into the community as so much of the work that's important to addressing societal forces has to do with our community resources and community partners. Thank you. That was really helpful for me to hear about integration and application in both the, the discovery phase and the clerkship phase for um, some of your LFT's domains. I'm wondering if you think there are core domains that might be more challenging to integrate than others and uh, what the plan might be around that if you have identified anything that falls into that category. So I think that that each um, block may find it easier to incorporate some of the domains than others. And so um, we hope to work closely with the build teams to ensure that all domains are equally represented. Um, in addition, we recognize that there might be overlap between our domains and the domains of other LFTs. And so we really want to help um, the blocks and the, the educators creating the curriculum to feel like we are assisting them to find places where they can naturally incorporate this and not feeling like they have to add on additional content to their their lectures or cases or or small groups. Um, so I don't think there's one particular area that, that we have identified, uh, but instead we just hope that we can have all of our domains equally represented. 
Thank you. This And this question, this follow-up question uh, sort of relates to what, what you just spoke about, but um, the bulk or particularly early on, much of this is going to be taught through integration with other content. I'm sure you've identified some domains that might be primarily taught in a carved out way instead of this integrated way. And maybe it will be some of those ones that are more challenging or that you see after you sort of look holistically at that core topic template and figure out where things are um, well covered and where they're not. Um, it may be some of the domains that are not as well covered. Um, where will this carved out space be in Vista for the Societal Forces LFT? So we are, are very fortunate as an LFT that the school historically has prioritized um, what has what had previously been kind of used, uh, the term used as the determinants of health. The societal forces, as you mentioned at the very beginning of our conversation, was an intentional change in title to be inclusive of some more concepts in addition to just the social determinants of health. But um, we are, are fortunate that there's already been a history of incorporation of this material in the curriculum. Um, and so the first place the students will be introduced to our concepts and domains will be in an independent learning module that um, will go out to students even before they matriculate on campus. They will then be um, anchored in these concepts in the Principles 2 block. Uh, Principles 2 will have some time for dedicated learning around foundational concepts of societal forces and the social determinants of health. We hope during that time to really help students understand the importance of their role as an advocate for patients, their role in working upstream, partnering with resources, and as I said, really setting some foundational concepts so that when these ideas come up later in the individual blocks, it can build on that. Um, the students will also be returning to this work periodically during the, the first 18 months on a longitudinal project that they will uh, work on during their Wednesday uh, clerkship days. And during that project, they'll be exploring a particular social determinant of health, um, the domains of the societal forces, and also spend time in the community. Um, and then the students will also have time in their third year clerkship during the population and community health clerkship um, to further explore the domains of our LFT and have dedicated curriculum time for community engagement. I really love how well spaced out this um, social forces longitudinal curriculum carve out spaces are with that anchoring in P2 and that longitudinal opportunity during the clinical Wednesdays for uh, continued project work and community engagement. And then um, in the third year with the carved out time in the population community health clerkship, it really, I, I don't know if it was intentional, but it really is nicely divided over the course of um, the undergraduate medical education students uh, time here at UMass. So, so that's fantastic. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and update us on your LFT group's work to date. Is there any, anything else you want to touch on before we close out the podcast for this week? Yeah, no, I just thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to share um, our domains and our LFT. We're really excited to work with folks. And I guess one other thing I did want to mention um, that it may be helpful for people to keep in mind as they think about the incorporation of this material is that there are kind of two groups of concepts, some that are uh, more content-based, so understanding um, 
you know, some of the, the statistics around who's impacted by certain, you know, issues, and then also some that are more process-based. So how does our public health system work and how do we get access for patients? Um, and so we're, we're hoping that the um, teams can kind of take advantage of both of those components. And again, we're excited to work with people and meet them where they are. If they have ideas, we're hoping to run with them, or if they really don't know where to start, we're happy to start with them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Hogan. And um, we will join again in a couple of weeks to talk with Alan Acosta about uh, patient and provider wellness, the last of the four longitudinal focused topics that we're taking a deeper dive into. Uh, thank you again for your time and happy Friday.